Welcome to Link Educate, a professional development series featuring interviews with educators and students in the supply chain where we discuss how supply chain and logistics has changed in terms of recruiting, upskilling, training, and more. My name is Brielle Jekyll, and I'm the Associate Editor of SDCE and Food Logistics. And today, we are discussing the job market in the supply chain with two professors. So let's link into that conversation now. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining with me today. I am here with Chris Tang, who is a professor at um, the Business Administration of University of California, Los Angeles, and he is also an Edward W. Carter Chair of the administration as well. And I'm here also with Robert Hanfield, who is a Bank of America University Distinguished Professor of Operations and Supply Chain Management at North Carolina State University's Pool College of Management. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming on. That was quite a mouthful. <laughs> Yeah, you got it right. <laughs> Thank you for having us. So I wanted to talk with you two both a, a little bit about the job situation right now in the supply chain. Obviously, there's a lot going on this past year and even more so this past month. But the first question I, I wanted to ask you both, I ask all of my interviewees on this podcast, um, why the supply chain? And why do you think that students or individuals looking for employment should be interested in the supply chain management. You can go first, Chris, if you want. Uh, thank you. Well, I think that in terms of supply chain has never been more excited, uh, exciting until now uh, for the following reasons. I think that right now there are more jobs in the supply chain uh, uh, coming back to the United States. Why? I think that's the first question is why. I think that there are many reasons. And I think right now, uh, the Biden administration is pushing for uh, the supply chain uh, uh, operations, reshoring some of the jobs back to the United States. So I think that's very exciting. Secondly, it's also that uh, is also technology uh, development is also uh, is ripened to have a really pivot supply chain from a more traditional kind of supply chain to the digital supply chain to manage uh, the, the flow of information and material flows. So I think this is a very exciting period of time. And I wanted the, the younger generation to rethink about this is a new era. I absolutely agree with everything that you just said. It really is such an interesting time. Um, what would you say, Rob, about that question? Well, uh, one of the things I think that has also sort of escalated the uh, demand uh, or interest of students in supply chain management is, is COVID. Uh, you know, during COVID, the first thing that happened is there were multiple shortages of uh, protein, you know, of, of beef and chicken and pork. There were shortages of you know, toilet paper and paper towels. Uh, and then we started hearing about the shortages of PPE. And, uh, you know, I was being contacted by the news, uh, local news, seemed like every other week for a while, and they were trying to understand what was going on with the supply chain. So supply chain became suddenly an area that was really hot, you know, uh, no one really cared about it before, well, just a few people did. But now the public was very interested in supply chain because they couldn't get there you know, their, their stakes or whatever. So uh, all of a sudden that became uh, something that was of interest and, and we started hearing about it a lot more. And uh, likewise with the vaccine today, you're hearing a lot about the vaccine supply chain and the challenges there. So I think students have started to 
see, wow, this is an interesting area. I can make a, an impact on this. And, and what is it? what are the jobs like in this area? And I think that's also escalated the interest and the uh, demand for people in, in, the, in the supply chain as well. Yeah, I actually just started uh, for the supply chain uh, magazine. I used to be more retail focused, as soon, I think in February last year. So it was right before the pandemic hit and everyone was like, oh, the supply chain, the supply, sending me every article. I'm like, I know I'm, I'm swimming in it right now. Like, please, <laughs> I don't need any more pitches. Yeah. Um, before COVID, how do you think the industry has evolved since you first got into the industry? We can start with Chris again. Well, I think that's before the COVID, I think people were thinking about mostly uh, outsourcing and then in terms of how to manage the supply flows from overseas. So as uh, Rob pointed out that during the COVID, it was truly a wake up call uh, in terms of the shortages of so many things. Then actually uh, this year, I just finished teaching online and this is the first time in my 35 years, I don't have to explain to the students why supply chain is so important because mm -hmm. they hear that on the news every day and also they read it in, uh, in the newspaper every day. So basically that is really a, a pivotal change uh, during the COVID. But I think that the, the really the transition is one is awareness, the COVID uh, pandemic, uh, aware, create awareness about how important supply chain is and now I think that more people are thinking about how are we going to fix the supply chains? So there's the Biden's, uh, the plan, uh, the executive order to review the, the critical supply chains. How can we ensure the supply chain resilience and make sure that it's secure and also responsive to the, uh, to the change? So I think this, all this thing is really changes how people think of supply chain. Before COVID, people think of ordering things is just everything's one click away from Amazon. Then the COVID say, wait a minute, even clicking is not going to help because the things are not made in the US. Then all of a sudden it created the uh, issues about how to make the supply chain more uh, resilient and also more responsive to the local needs. How would you say, Rob, that you think that the supply chains have changed over the last few years? Well, absolutely. I think I think Chris hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, one of the things that we're hearing a lot about now, and and we're talking about this, um, you know, in our new our new book with with Tom Linton, is that there the supply chains are people are starting to think about reshoring, uh, you know, manufacturing back to the U.S. And this is a big shift because for 20 years, uh, everybody has been out, outsourcing, uh, you know, to low cost countries, first China, and then increasingly, you know, Vietnam and Bangladesh and India. Um, and they're realizing, you know, during a crisis, when you have an emergency, uh, you know, you have, you have these shortages that occur. And, um, you know, the shortages occurred with PPE initially, um, but then more recently, you know, the blockage in the Suez Canal has also escalated the role of the supply chain and people suddenly realize, oh my gosh, all of my products are coming over on ships and the ships are, you know, can be held up and I can't get my stuff. So they're getting very upset with that. And then we saw the same thing with, with Texas and the freeze in Texas. Uh, I had colleagues in Houston who, uh, you know, had, had literally had you know, petrochemical facilities shut down 
because the pipes were frozen. So, uh, so you, you couldn't get simple products like polyethylene packaging that's used in pretty much everything. You know, you couldn't get these products. So people are starting to question where their things come from. And that's raising curiosity about, well, how do we, how do we uh, maybe uh, shorten our supply chains and perhaps bring some of these products closer to home so we don't have these long lead times and these very long supply chains that we have to deal with. How do you think that the American jobs plan specifically will affect the domestic supply chain? Chris, you can start. Okay, well, I think right now, because I think that the government and the public are actually supporting the idea of reshoring some of the jobs back to the United States. So this is very exciting news. So let me use a few examples. Uh, Walmart this year, they're going to have actually committed to invest 300 million, $350 billion to create jobs in the US. The goal is to create 750,000 jobs related to supply chain. So that, wow. so that we have a more domestic base. In that case, we, have, we don't really need to face the shortages like what upon earlier. So it's point number one. Point number two is that this is in another national security issues. I think right now, US and China, they are competing in the technology front. So in particular, the semiconductor. So the semiconductor will have shortages. So right now people realize that uh, even car manufacturers need to shut down some of the plants because they don't have the components that has the right chips on. So as a result, US is now going to invest heavily on semiconductor manufacturing that we use to to lead the world and in the production because the low cost issues we outsource a lot to TSMC in Taiwan and also Samsung, but it's changing now. Right now, I think that is TSMC through the support from the US government, they're going to invest a $20 billion plant in Phoenix. At the same time, also Intel. Intel is going to expand the plant in Chandler in Arizona with another $20 billion. So in that case, it's not just in terms of consumer goods, even one level up in terms of the semiconductor component, the technology, that will create another a lot of exciting jobs for our students who work in that space as well. So I think that there are a lot of jobs that will be included, also logistics. Because right now the COVID has changed the consumer behavior. Now we order a lot of products online. Then they realize that this actually people don't go to the store anymore. They order online. So as a result, we need to have a very efficient logistics to support the, uh, the home deliveries. So therefore many companies realize that Amazon, the competitive edge is on the logistics uh, 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 services. So right now, more companies is also investing in logistics services such that they can compete with Amazon in the future. That also create a lot of jobs in the logistics services as well. It's definitely an exciting time for supply chain beyond COVID, you know, with all these new jobs and, and everything. I'm really excited to see what happens in the U.S. with the supply chain job market. What would you, what would you add, Rob? Uh, you know, I, I think what Chris pointed out is, is, is right on target. I think retail is going to change. Uh, I think, uh, you know, critical sectors like electronics is going to change. You know, I, I think the executive order by President Biden, um, you know, is also uh, requiring every industry, critical industries like pharmaceuticals and life sciences, 
to also consider their supply chains and to maybe bring some of their active pharmaceutical ingredients back closer to home. One of the things I think that will also happen is when people say, well, we can't produce in the US, it's too expensive. So I think increasingly we'll see uh, jobs also coming up in Mexico, uh, which is a low cost country. People forget that. And uh, the logistics costs are significantly less. Also Canada has a lot of natural resources, uh, low cost natural resources. So I think you'll also see greater uh, collaboration and jobs across Canada, US and Mexico uh, going forward as we start to look for a more resilient uh, you know, supply chain that's closer to home. Well, before we go, I just wanna ask you what you, what advice would you give those entering the supply chain job market right now? We can do the same order. Uh, thank you. I think that in terms of students, we have to uh, think ahead of time what the companies need to when they change the supply chain structure. I would encourage students to really uh, look into data analytics because to manage supply chain in the future, it will be more digital than just physical. Mm -hmm. I would I would agree with, with Chris. I would say, you know, we're really focusing on business analytics and supply chain as, as a dual degree now for many of our students. Being able to work with large data sets, being able to manipulate data, uh, being able to create graphics, to be able to extract meaning from data, not just create charts, but understand what it means and be able to act on it. Those are going to be the, the critical skill sets. So, you know, I think everyone needs to boost their quantitative skills uh, if they're going to work in supply chain. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on with me today. I'm really excited that we get to hear all of your insights about the job market and the supply chain. Um, and we'll have more podcasts coming out in the future. And I hope that we can connect then. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please leave a review or hit the thumbs up button. And don't forget to subscribe.